Stay awake. Not long to go now, and it will soon be over, he said, giving himself some relief. Within a matter of minutes, he reached the studios. He carried a good luck charm, which he kept close to his chest pocket daily, and kissed it every morning without fail. The charm was given to him by his spiritual guru and friend. Finally, Simon arrived and wanted to park his wagon near the entrance of the studio complex. The building was of an enormous structure, dome-shaped with a huge metal framework that resembled a dungeon. Atop the building was a sign large enough to be seen for miles. It read, Spectrum Network Communications Center. The fact that the car park was in total gridlock and the center's futuristic and alien-like appearance made Simon more nervous than ever. Huge revolving doors allowed him to see a modernized shopping center and an ornamental water fountain with a statue of Nostradamus, whom was an ancient prophet from a region of France. By the revolving doors, Jack Hodges walked back and forth at a brisk pace, making a call on a cell phone. Simon waved at Jack, trying very hard to grab his attention. When this didn't work, Simon, whose mission was to satisfy his audience and make a very good impression, started to shout at Jack, Hey, I'm over here! When Jack finally took notice, he turned his phone off. At last you are here. You haven't been taking pills again. We haven't got long before the show begins. Oh, by the way, a woman rang the office asking for you. Simon wondered who wanted to make contact at short notice. Did she leave any details or w what she wanted? I told her to ring back when you're not too busy and told her you're a very important person, said Jack in a jealous tone. While meditating before the show, Simon began to hear voices in his head of a strong, surreal nature. The atmosphere surrounding him grew very cold and isolated, like he wasn't alone anymore in the dressing room. Someone, or something, was sharing his private space with him. The room temperature was dropping at an alarming rate, and he felt more isolated than he ever had before. Being a psychic had its advantages, but sharing his own emotions and privacy was a totally different matter, especially for him. Was it a sign from someone who had been close to him, or who was trying to escape the wrong kind of spiritual path? But who? Simon continued to meditate, or at least tried to. A clear vision appeared of a silhouette, a female with long, silk-like wings, who stood motionless yet drawn into a pool of blood, like an angel, sinking into a swamp of evil, unnatural thoughts. Simon considered that the vision could be two spirits from the afterlife, one good and one evil, attempting to communicate with him, to send him a message of some great importance. But the time had arrived for his special show. How could he fully concentrate after such an episode? His heart pounded at a catastrophic rate while he clicked the well-manicured nails of his fidgeting hands. The time had come for Simon Kessler to enter the arena. He was like a Roman gladiator entering a stadium with a pack of lions. But there wasn't a lion in sight. Just well-respected people who paid good money to see their favorite television psychic on his special anniversary. A cameraman counted down the seconds to broadcast time. Three, two, one, action. Simon began introducing the show. Hi there, and welcome to a special episode of The Afterlife with Simon Kessler.
He perused the audience while his manager wore a pessimistic frown, as usual, behind the arena curtain like a scared child being punished. Chapter 2 Simon carried on talking to his audience about what a pleasure it was to have a well-deserved crowd of spiritualists and general spectators, and began recalling how he became a psychic in the first instance from his childhood. Soon Simon had focused his blood-red eyes on a lady sitting on the middle row of the seating area. She was very tiny in height and had a squeaky voice to match her frail resemblance of a dwarf. She wore glasses thick-coated with dust. I have made contact with a person whose name is Sharky. I believe Sharky is connected to that lady sitting over there, said Simon to the frail female. Ooh,